gotta have gut hope. It's gotta get better. It's gonna get better. You've got this. This is the Gut Hope Podcast. Gotta have gut hope. Gut hope. Hope. Inspiration. And healing. It can happen. Hello and welcome back to the Gut Hope Podcast. I'm Steve Collings. I'm joined again today by my son, Brett. And congratulations if you made it through episode two. I know that's a tough uh, episode because we're just talking about all the rough stuff Brett has gone through. And we're excited to get together today and talk about some of the good things that have happened uh, once Brett started healing from his ulcerative colitis. Um, When we last spoke, we were talking about Ramacade and doing the infusions. First of all, welcome back, Brett. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm awesome. Thanks. We were talking about Ramacade and trying to give it a chance to work, and it just wasn't showing any success. And we were at a tough point because nothing really seemed to be working except for Medusa, right? Yep. What's Medusa? Medusa is the prednisone. <laughs> That's right. And and uh, we call it that because it has these nasty side effects, but it was also very helpful for Brett and worked with calming his uh, symptoms. One thing that we've done is put a calendar, just one month calendar up on the guthope.com website and show you the month of June. And that's what we're going to be starting off today with. And Brett keeps really good details of all the medication that he's been on and all the things that he's working with. I have that calendar in front of me right now, just as a reminder of all the stuff we were going through. Brett, when you look at the calendar and you remember these times, what what kind of goes through your head? All these medications I had to take sure was a pain in the butt for me, literally. <laughs> literally, yeah, it was a big pain in the butt. Um, anyway, if you wanted to look at that, you could see what he's on. Um, at this time, he, was, he had Remicade going, but he was taking Tramadol and Diclofenic azathioprine something that starts with loper i don't know we were we were trying all kinds of stuff and all of that was an attempt to see if remicade would work and obviously prednisone uh, well going into june you were not on prednisone which was we were trying to give everything a chance to work and see if it would be successful without it and as a parent this was a really tough time because I'm literally watching uh, Brett's health deteriorate right in front of me. And he's just getting worse and worse. 
but they didn't want to put him back on prednisone. They wanted to see if Remicade is working. And I don't know if any of you have gone through something like this where you're just waiting to see, you know, you're waiting weeks or months to see if medicine is going to be effective or not. And uh, it's just a painful thing to watch and wait and go through that trial. At, at one point, we went to go see the doctor, and this was early in June, and and we were asking him what we could do about it, and he basically said, well, this, Brad is just an outpatient failure. When we talk about some of the things that doctors say that stick in your mind, like let him bleed and outpatient failure, I was like, what does that mean, outpatient failure? I don't get that. And he says, well, that's, that's our way of saying we can't do anything more to help him here at the doctor's office. And I'm like, well, who can? Who can do something? I'm like, well, the only option really is to go to the hospital. And I said, what's the hospital going to do that you can't do? And they said, well, we could give him infusions and give him, you know, his medicine via IV. And I was like, but that's that's not fixing anything. That's just prolonging this. I don't know, Brett, looking back at this time, I remember leaving that office that day and driving home with you. And we were both just very depressed. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And you were getting very sick at this point too. So how were you feeling at this time? This is prior to going to the hospital or anything. I was starting to feel miserable. I was yeah. starting to become super sick. My skin was becoming pale. My eyes were starting to shrink. I mean, starting to shrink. Right. And then I was being fatigued. I was almost like a zombie. <laughs> well, that's a good way of describing it. You yeah. felt like a zombie, and you kind of looked like one, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was not fun to watch your kid go through this. And and just nothing was working, and nothing the doctor was talking about was going to help, other than prednisone. And, and so that's when they started talking about next steps. This is code word in the... In, in their world for, like, maybe it's time for surgery, right? When they start talking yeah. about next steps. Uh, and I remember that ride home talking to you about what that meant and talking about having to do surgery and, and what was kind of going through your mind when I was explaining that to you. I felt kind of too young to do surgery, and I was worried they might do something wrong or... I don't know. I was just too young. I was 20. Yeah, you're 20 years old at that time. Yeah. That's just what you kept thinking, like, I'm too young for this to be happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. All I just want is my colon to be healed. Save the colon. <laughs> save the colon. You remember when the doctor told you that, too? Yeah. We're trying to save your son's colon. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what are you doing about it? <laughs> um... Again, as you know, on this path, it's just an epiphany where I went, okay, these doctors ha are at the end of their rope. The Remicade isn't working. They really don't have another option except another medicine, another biologic we could try. And I was like, this is just not working. And I was spending, 
hours and hours, maybe like four hours a night every evening just researching ulcerative colitis solutions on the internet, trying to find alternative ways of solving the problem. And one thing that kept popping up that was catching my eye was this reference to Albert Snow and, and that his protocol had worked with a lot of people. And I, I had seen good things and I'd seen bad things about him. And I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. I don't, you know, you know how the internet is. It's full of different people's opinions and ideas. And it's really hard to sort through everything that everybody's throwing at you. Like try celery juice, try cabbage juice, you know, all these different ideas. And I wanted to find something for Brett that was really going to be effective. I knew that he had a serious case of ulcerative colitis. It wasn't just a little minor situation. Like he had pan colitis and it was bad. And again, if you go to uh, guthope.com, you can see the pictures of his colonoscopy. I put the first page up there just so you can get an idea of how bad it was. Right. Very, yeah. very painful, too, wouldn't you say? Yeah. What I, would you say on the pain scale, how you felt? I was at eight. Eight out of ten? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty miserable. And anyway. a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Not so much doing fun today. Yeah. Yeah. And I just... I, as I was looking and I was finding these different people say, this, this is a way to look at it, there's another way to look at it, I was, I was drawn back to several people who had just made blog posts of their own and saying, here's my experience, uh, Snow helped me, and, and I, so I went and looked at his website, watched some of his YouTube videos, got his concept that he's talking about, big thing that he believed in is probiotics, right? And so that fit with what we had tried. If you recall back in December, we had used doTERRA probiotics and we were really hoping those would help, but they didn't have much effect. But the I think the special sauce, if you will, that Snow was adding was colostrum. And what he was saying about how it worked and why it would work all made sense to me. And he seemed like the first doctor that I had heard from where they said, um, here's how it will help you. Instead of, you know, drink celery juice and it's going to help. Well, how, how, what will that do? And so the basic concept is that colostrum works like soil and probiotics are like seeds. And they go in there and they build and create a new mucusal lining in the intestine. All that seemed like made sense to me. Like that's the problem with Brad. He doesn't have mucusal lining, right? He has ulcers. Yeah. And so I said, this makes sense. I don't know if it works, but at least he can explain it and it makes sense. So I, you know, I was desperate. I was looking at, uh, fecal material transplant and all these crazy ideas and I hadn't really bid on any of them but I was interested in anything that would help him out and I didn't want to try 50 different things 
uh, you know, there were, because there's 500 ideas out there, and I didn't want to be chasing all of these at the same time. So, let's see, I'm just trying to look here at your calendar and when we started talking with uh, Snow, that was on June 8th. That was our first time we set up an appointment to talk with him. And Brett had missed a, a couple days of work and we, we had a meeting with him. And he, well, what did you think of, of Snow when we first talked to him? Um, I was hoping that Dr. Snow would heal me. Mm -hmm. And then he was telling me that I promise you we will get you feeling better. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like I was going to trust him, that I think I know what he's doing. Wow. Well, you have a lot of faith and trust in people. Yeah. I, I would say I'm more skeptical than you, obviously. But I, I was hopeful, like you are, that he had an answer. It's so hard to trust your health to somebody. And, I know. And especially when it's your kid. <laughs> it's so hard to trust somebody. Would you trust a doctor if you have problems with your health? Um, through all this experience that I had, I, I'm much more skeptical of trusting anybody, to be honest with you. But I think it takes a lot of research, and I think we're responsible for finding our own solutions. We can't expect the doctors to spend every waking hour with us and know all the things that we go through. So your traditional doctors that you went and saw that prescribed Remicade, I think they were doing the best they could. But they, they weren't going home with you and seeing you bleeding and suffering all day long like I was. And so that's different, I think. I think they know you're doing that, but they don't see it. and. That's tough. You have to really take ownership for your own issues. That's one of the big lessons I've learned from this. What do you think? Yeah, I have to agree with you. Yeah. Um, well, with, with Albert Snow, one of the things that I liked when we first met him is that he would turn everything into a positive. And, and here we were saying here you know, how bad Brett is and that he's an outpatient failure and that he's, you know, he's doing horrible. And he was like, oh, that's okay. I see this all the time. That's an easy one. Uh, you know, he didn't seem daunted by any of this. He, he's very confident in himself. And he believed that he could help you and you believed him. Right? Yes, I did. Now, which I think is an important factor in this is you had so much faith in what he was offering and um, I'm not saying it's a placebo effect but I'm saying you really trusted him and you've trusted all of your doctors to help you right yeah yeah well one of the things that I remember he was turning a positive or a, a negative into a positive uh, when we were talking about diarrhea, and I said, look, he's had diarrhea straight for six weeks now. And he, I remember him going, yay, diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember him saying that? Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about, yay, diarrhea? And he's, and it, you know, he took some time to explain that that's a good thing because your body's trying to flush everything out so you don't burn a hole through your intestines. 
And another example is we're like, well, we're going to be back on prednisone. I know we are. And he says, that's great because that's going to help the healing. Um, this will be the last time that you need to be on prednisone. And I was like, well, I don't know. This is, I've, uh, this is the only thing that works. So I would love for it to be the last time. And I don't know, we just got through that conversation and said, let's give it a try. You know, this, what will this hurt? And we had talked to the doctors about trying supplements and the doctors didn't really mind. They, they were like, go ahead, spend your money on that if you want to, I, but that's not going to help you. That was really their attitude. And, you know, what he's offering is not anything that conflicts with the prescription medication. You know, you're talking about taking a probiotic, colostrum, some stuff to, you know, some drinks, some for your gut health, some L-glutamine or something like that. These are just really minor things that can make a huge difference in your health. But the doctors had no faith in that, which is fine with me. <laughs> Brett, what did you think about all of that when you were going through that? Um, I felt a lot of pressure going through all this medication. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But at least I'm very responsible tracking it down to my calendar, not trying to forget it, because I know this is a serious situation I'm having. Yeah. I think that's part of your success is you've always taken your medicine very serious. You've uh, always tried to follow every direction the best you could, which I think has benefited you through this whole process. Another thing that bothers me is visiting to the doctor, like, multiple times. If I keep having problems with my stomach, what they could do about it. Right. Yeah, it was hard because we were going to the doctor at this point maybe, like, twice a week at least. Sometimes. I don't know. That uh, was a lot. Yeah. It felt like a hundred times going to the doctor. <laughs> uh, it would be interesting to go back and count how many times. I'm sure they have a record. Yeah. It would be kind of fun to go. And Brett went to the doctor 83 times this year. It was a lot. It was, yeah. I know. It's, it's disruptive to your life because you want to go to work and you want to do your thing. And instead, you've got to take the time off and go to work and... You know, just looking at the calendar, um, we're looking at June of 2021, and, and on the 7th and 8th, you didn't go to work. You just, you were so sick, you couldn't even go to work, and and that meant we had to go to the doctor's office, and we told them, like, we need a note or something, and they said, well, probably the best thing for you, Brad, is to go on short-term disability. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember I felt, Go ahead. I felt grateful doing short-term disability, taking a whole month off, just trying to relax, enjoy the summer because it was in the middle of June. Yeah. It yeah. ended up being really good for you, right? Mm -hmm. But when you I'm, were so sick, you couldn't even go to work. And and we didn't know when you would, how long you would even need to be on short-term disability because... And they want to know. They said, well, how long do you need to be on short-term disability? How, how do we know? How is he going to get better? They don't have any bright ideas. We right. don't know. And uh, the doctor that 
signed off on this was like, this will be easy because um, this is just so common that people with ulcerative colitis need to have short-term disability. It's just very common. And that was an eye-opener for me. I, I hadn't realized that until he brought that to our attention. And your work was very cool about this, letting you take the time off and doing all the medical paperwork and everything. Well, yeah, that went really smooth. So I was grateful for that. So this is about the lowest you got through all of this time. Kind of... Did, we talked about you being a walking zombie. <laughs> yeah, um, from the walking dead. <laughs> what other symptoms did you have that, uh, this? I mean, you were feeling really bad. I remember fatigue was a well, big one. I had weight loss. Oh, yeah. Had to use the bathroom multiple times. Yeah. Got bloody stools. That's right. How many times do you think you were using the bathroom in a day? Like... I don't know, eight or ten times. Yeah. It was pretty bad. I think I think you're probably underestimating the number. I think it's probably more like twenty times. Well, I was miserably sick. Yeah. It made me feel like I had to go to the bathroom a lot. You always had urgency is what they call that, where you yeah. always feel like you need to go and you were waking up at night like uh -huh. four or five times at night to go to the bathroom. I which was. Is, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it's just so I think everybody can kind of get the picture and understand our desperation and also, you know, to be, be excited with us along the same path that we might have an alternative and might have an option that will work. But we weren't exactly sure what was going to happen. So um, he's getting so bad that we decide that we need to go to um, we need to go to the hospital and have a colonoscopy done and this was scheduled to be late done later in june but he just is going getting so bad that we check him into the hospital on june 10th and how long were you there brett um i think i was there for three days yeah that's right you're there all the way till saturday so came in on thursday late left late saturday yeah and and uh, that that the results of that colonoscopy are what is up on guthope.com but even at the hospital they didn't have anything it's not like there's this magic medicine that you can only get at the hospital or they had some special secret technique that they could do it was basically the same thing give him prednisone via his IV um, they were able to get some fluids in you, which was really good. What was the hospital stay like for you? Um, it felt kind of boring for me. <laughs> that there was nothing left to do except going to the bathroom. <laughs> I just had to lay in my bed or watch TV. Watch TV and go to the bathroom, huh? Yeah. It's kind of like what we were doing at home. I know. Except uh, I think you were starting to feel a little better after you got some fluids in you mm -hmm. and started getting some prednisone in you. Yeah. So uh, it's just sad because it's like getting back on the hamster wheel. We know the same thing is going to happen again. But I'm so happy at the same time to see Brett feeling better. Well, you left the hospital 
sure enough, starting a whole other big, huge taper. Uh, for those that are interested, starting at 50 milligrams. And so he left the hospital on the 12th. The supplements showed up on the 14th. These are from Snow. And so for people that are trying to replicate his experience, I just, you know, I'm pointing this out that he started taking the supplements basically at the same time he was starting prednisone again at a very high dosage, which meant the inflammation and symptoms he was having with his colon were, were being masked or, or tamped down by the prednisone. Well, I think the magic of the supplements was working and doing its part. And I think for the people that are trying to do that and just add the supplements without the medicine, have a harder time doing it. And that's what, turning one of those negative things into a positive and saying, okay, I got to take prednisone to feel better. But the beauty of this is that the healing can happen and it's going to be easier and less painful. And so that's, that's sort of the, the good news of what happened there and how things many times have come together for Brett's benefit. I think that's an example of where that's helped. I've talked with other people who are trying to start Snow's protocol. He calls it the GI Cure protocol. He's got some different names for it, but um, I think having prednisone was helpful. What did you What did you think of it when you started doing the protocol? There's lots of pills, powders, drinks. What did you think of all that, Brett? Well, it felt like too much for me, a lot to remember. Yeah. That you should not forget. <laughs> so what did you do that helped you remember how to, other than your calendar, how did you keep track of everything and remember what to do? Well, if I didn't know how much dose I should take, I had to ask you. Uh-huh. And I have to remember it in my head when you're telling me how much dose of the medicine and the powder yeah. that I should take. Kind of got to be a bit of a habit with you. You knew exactly, you know, I need to have one of these drinks in the morning. I need to have one in the evening. And we got some pill boxes that we could fill up, right? And yeah. And we put every day in there and take it to work with you and do that if you needed to. Yep. Just found, I'd, I'd say, just little tricks to keep you remembering everything and on track. But you always were really smart and figured out a way to make it work for you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. One thing I noticed is that um, one one thing we would mark on here <laughs> on his calendar is if he was having diarrhea or not and usually after starting prednisone the diarrhea would go away in just a matter of days sometimes one day two days it would go away I think he had gotten so bad prior to going into the hospital I'm just looking at the calendar right here it looks like that didn't really stop until the 21st where the diarrhea went away. So it was like a, over a week of that, even after he was on prednisone, even though he's taking supplements. I don't know if, if anyone finds that interesting, but it, I think it's an indication of how bad it, 
and inflamed his colon was at that point. Just we made some notes of some of the things, how he was feeling, and he started taking less naps, started having more energy. Um, do you remember that when you started to recover a little bit after being in the hospital? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It feels good to start feeling better and not having diarrhea, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Regaining my strength. I just realized June 21st is the first day of summer. And that's a kind of an important day for you because uh, that's that's the last time you really had symptoms of ulcerative colitis but we can remember that first day of summer of 2021 yeah that's pretty cool because really after this he's not going to have any symptoms and which is a beautiful thing so after about a week of this we sent an email to snow telling him about his progress he made some adjustments like doubled something half something not at, he never really took or added any supplements from the original protocol, but he did have some supplements that were related to diarrhea. And he says once the diarrhea stops, you can take those out of the equation. So we did that. That was that happened pretty quickly. Well, within a week, and he just started feeling better and better. I think and. Instead of looking up at the top of the calendar where all these medications and all these things were going on, I look at the bottom of the calendar and I see, you know, so a very simple calendar with very few things happening, which is amazing. Um, he had a scheduled infusion for June 30th, and that's Remicade. And we talked with Snow and he says, yeah, you should go ahead and do that because we don't know what's going to happen with these supplements yet. Go ahead and do it. And so we did. And right before that, on the 29th, they did this trough level test. I think we talked about that previously in the in here, but it's to find out how much Remicade is still in his bloodstream. And I don't know if this is of interest to anyone, but they came back at... 1.97 and it should be greater than five is what they say so what that's basically saying is there wasn't a whole, enough Remicade that should be in his bloodstream to be effective and so their future plans were to increase the Remicade or shorten the amount of time between it at this point it was eight weeks apart so the doctor was going to make some sort of adjustment based on that trough level. As we keep talking, you'll see we didn't really end up doing anything with that. So that's fine. I just thought you might find that interesting. Because he's on prednisone, everything just starts looking smooth and going smooth, which is what we expect. <laughs> so by mid-July, uh, Snow adjusted the supplement site. Slightly, nothing new, nothing amazing. It's, do, like I said, doing the same thing, just changing the amounts of stuff as he's progressing. So July and August pass is expected, again, because of Medusa. And the interesting thing happened, um, and there's all these events coming together, is he's supposed to have an infusion at the at the end of August, August 25th, that would be his next Remicade infusion.
but we ran into issues because of insurance and I could do a whole podcast on insurance. Anybody who's dealt with all of this stuff will know what I'm talking about. It's difficult and I'm pretty persistent at solving these problems and I could not solve this Remicade issue. It was complicated and I couldn't it's interesting because Brett has his own insurance from his job. I have insurance that covers him. And then there's also supplemental support that comes from Remicade. So we have like three different ways to pay for this medicine. And still they can't figure out how to approve it and get it done. And I just, it was amazing that we couldn't find a way to solve it. But again, if we were to take and make something positive out of this negative experience, is that it made us make a tough decision and say, maybe now is the time to not try Remicade anymore and see if these supplements are working. So this is at the end of August when all of this was happening. And the prednisone taper was all ending August 31st, the last day of August. And so... It really was where the rubber meets the road and we had to say, do we keep trying these supplements and give it more time or do we cut bait on these on Remicade? And the tough part with these biologics like Remicade, and this is my understanding, again, I'm not a doctor, so take all of everything I'm saying with a grain of salt, but my understanding is that if you stop taking Remicade for a certain amount of time, your body's gonna build up um, an immunity to it, and therefore it's no long, I don't know if immunity is the right word, but it's no longer gonna be effective. You, so you can't go back to a medicine that you've already tried before. For example, they wouldn't ever put Brett back on Humira again. And if we stopped Remicade, they would never put them back on Remicade again. It's just, you got to move on to the next thing. And that's why they're giving it every chance they can to make it, uh, to give it a chance and see if it's effective or not. I, I think the word I was looking for back there was antibodies, where your body just builds up antibodies so that the medicine's no longer effective. You could research that and find out. Our plan was to keep taking Remicade, slowly wean off all the other things that he was on. Instead, what we did is, let's see, that's September 1st, right? Yeah. We just said, okay, let's, let, no more Remicade, no more prednisone. You were on one other medicine called azathioprine. And we just said, okay, let's just let this go. And let's, we, we did this in consultation with Snow, and he says, yeah, let's, let's give it a try. Let's see um, if you're healed. And for me, I was scared to death about making this decision. It just seemed like such a huge responsibility, and I was trying to explain to Brett what the consequences were. Do you remember this, Brett, when we were trying to decide? Yeah, I remember. How did you feel about it all? Well, I feel, well, I think I feel more trusting to Dr. Snow that I might want to take the supplements. Yeah. Did you but, feel like your body was 
was being healed at this point too? Did you feel differently than you did? Yeah, I felt something different that my body was starting to get better when mm-hmm. I was trying the supplements. Wow. Trying yeah. to see if Dr. Snow was actually right that he is going to help heal my stomach. Yeah. It's it's a hard thing because you're right at the end of your prednisone taper. And in the past, the longest you had gone was three weeks, which was 21 days without prednisone. And, and the shortest you've gone is one day. <laughs> so yeah. anywhere from one day to 21 days. And then you're back on prednisone again without symptoms, right? And so we said, okay, let's, I, I mean, I can't tell you about how nerve-wracking the whole process was but i i just sympathize for anyone that has to go through this eventually you have to you have to make a leap of faith and go and find out whether what you're doing is working and so we did and september went by and we started marking on his calendar with a blue highlighter every day that went by that where he didn't need prednisone and I'm just looking at the calendar now and it's just blue lines through every day in September and it made it easy because September we started on the first and so by the time we got to the 30th that was 30 days without any problems and the 24th is when your prescription for azathioprine ran out instead of refilling it we just said okay I mean, here you had, at that point, you had gone 24 days without a problem. And we're like, this seems like it's working. And 25 days and then 26 days. And every day we're always asking how your gut's doing. Brett, how you doing? Anything, any problems? And I just still answer the same questions. I'm still doing great. Yeah, every time. Yep. And you really haven't had a single symptom or problem since then, have you? No, I haven't. Had good bowel movements, good energy. It felt like a pretty good change in me. Yeah, I'd say. Nothing really to report until mid-October. And at this point, um, that's when Snow reduced the supplements in half. It basically just took everything he says to start taking half of it. And... Again, Brett's doing fine. And we said, okay, we'll just keep going and and see how he feels. So an important part of the GI cure is not eating things that are high in fiber or rough. And so Snow would call it a texture diet. He would say, look, don't be eating things like corn. Don't be eating lettuce stuff that's rough because we're in the process of healing the colon we don't want this rough stuff coming down and uh, tearing your stomach up right what were some of the things that you're not supposed to eat on the texture diet do you remember i remember not to eat corn nuts seeds raw vegetables tough fruit yeah what Uh, was the popcorn popcorn what was the hardest thing to give up um 
pecan pie because <laughs> coming up was Thanksgiving. Yeah. That was one of my favorite Thanksgiving <laughs> treats. Oh, we should talk about that because you were really excited about Thanksgiving and my wife always makes a fantastic pecan pie and it's always been one of Brett's favorite things and we're like, we don't know if you should eat that, you know, because it's kind of rough, nuts. It's basically a big yeah. pie full of nuts, right? Of course. So... We said, well, do you want to try it, Brett? And I was like, sure, if I'm still getting better, I'm willing to eat it. Right. I remember you just, yeah, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And what was the result of eating all that pecan pie? Um, I was just still doing great. <laughs> yeah. Still nothing. No problems, yeah. which is amazing, right? It really gave us a lot of hope that uh, things were getting better. Right. Um, right. What are some of the other things you started to introduce uh, to your diet? Started eating like uh, taco shells, like corn tortillas. Yeah, I remember that. Chips. Mm -hmm. And eventually you just started eating pretty much anything you wanted to. Right. Yeah. Like what did you start putting in your lunch that you enjoyed? Um... I think I enjoy these tortilla chips. Yeah. And sometimes popcorn. Popcorn even. <laughs> yeah. You were pushing the limits a little bit. Like, can I eat all this and stuff? There's now? these carrot sticks I like yeah. to eat. Raw carrots. Yeah. I remember in particular you went out I went and I said, What are you packing for lunch? You had raw carrots and Doritos, which Snow said is like the worst thing. And I said, You sure you wanna eat that? And you're like, Yeah. Yeah. You you just seem to be over it all. Like, I'm fine now, Dad. Don't worry about it. And I said, okay. I was always so worried. I was like, please don't come home feeling bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you did great. Anyway, the next step after that, I guess that's of note, is um, Snow said to just start taking the supplements until they run out. And by... I don't know, the 21st of December, the probiotics were gone, so we stopped taking those. The 24th, the GI Select powder was gone. You like that powder drink, don't you? Yeah, it actually <laughs> tastes kind of good. It's almost kind of like lemonade. I heard a lot of people complain about it, but you didn't ever mind. You just... No. I'd always ask Brett, hey, let me have a sip of that. Let me see how it tastes. When I first tasted it, it was kind of bitter, but yeah. now I've been doing better drinking it a lot since I think I've gotten used to it. Yeah. 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 He'd never let me have a little sip of it or anything. He's like, no, this is mine. This is for me. It's <laughs> only a medicine drink. That's right. Not just for fun, right? Yeah, exactly. I never even got to have a sip of it, so. But I trust you that it was all right. You didn't ever complain, which is nice. All right, well, coming off the supplements for me was a lot easier than coming off the meds. Um, stopping, um, this is a, something that I remember listening to one of Snow's videos about. It's like when you stop taking medication, you know your stomach's not going to be any better because you haven't done anything to help it get any better. And that just really made a lot of sense to me. Like, yeah, 
why should it be any better any better now that I'm stopping the medicine? The only reason it's I'm feeling better is because I'm taking this. And he says, when you come off the supplements, you should be happy because you've done some work to fix it. I think that really makes a lot of sense. When Brett was coming off these supplements, I wasn't stressed or worried about it anymore. It was like, yeah, he's he's done the work to heal it. He's taken all of these diligently. So I he's going to be better. And if he's not, I know what to do. We'll just turn all this back on again. Because clearly it's working. Here we are at the end of December. And clearly he's healed and feeling better. So... What did you think of all of that, Brett, when you started coming off the supplements? Was that a good good feeling, good experience to finally... Well, I kind of miss having those supplements. Do you? It was really helping my stomach. Uh-huh. It almost made me feel like I'm forgetting something, but I'm not. You <laughs> told me to quit taking them. Because you're just so used to it? Yeah. For all that time? Mm-hmm. It's hard to let your mind go and go, okay, I could just go to bed. I don't need to mix yeah. up a drink first or anything That's like how that. I feel. Yeah. You missed them, huh? Yes. Well, we could buy you some more and you could keep taking them if you want. Um, I think I've been getting better so far. <laughs> I now. think so, too. I think you're done with them for a while. Yeah. Maybe for good. We just let the supplements run out. That was the next step, and... Slowly over time, that's happened. I think the only thing really of note as we went into New Year, um, on January 5th, Brett comes into the bedroom. And he's like, Dad, I'm not feeling good. Okay, what's going on? I take his temperature. He's hot. He's just feeling miserable. And so what was going on there, Brett? My muscles were aching. Yeah. I was starting to get dizzy, having a headache. Yeah. And I was starting to have a fever. Yeah. And it feels like I have COVID. <laughs> That's exactly. So everybody should probably recognize those symptoms. And sure enough, that was the problem, right? So yeah. on Wednesday, he had all those symptoms. And by Friday evening, we finally got the results back saying that he did have COVID. Normally, I wouldn't even mention this, but it was, I just want to point this out. Uh, maybe parents would understand this, um, like how grateful and happy I was that he wasn't taking all of these medicines that he was taking just a few months previously, you know, that he, he doesn't have any immunosuppressants in his body at all. And... To me, that's a big deal. That means his body's primed and prepped and ready to deal with something that's coming into his life that could have really been a problem. Um, I was worried about that back when he, he was on all of those about him getting COVID. And so I was really happy that he recovered and he recovered quickly. His job, he needed to take a week off his job which was great and gave him a chance to fully recover. How did it how did it feel to be back at work again doing your after COVID? It felt great going back to work. Yeah. Everyone was happy to see me. Right. Yeah, that's a work is such a good important part of your identity. 
like when you went on short term disability, you really missed work a lot, didn't yeah. you? Obviously, you weren't there, but you missed being there, right? Mm -hmm. How did that feel going back after short term disability? Um, it felt really good for me. Everyone really missed me, and I was so happy to see them. Yeah, it was get a lot of self worth from being there and working hard every day. Yeah, and I think you miss miss that when you can't be there. That's interesting. Well, today when we're recording this, it's January twenty third. It's Sunday evening, and. I'm looking at the calendar, and that means that you have not had any prednisone for 145 days, Brett. Yeah. You haven't had any symptoms since uh, first day of summer, June 21st. Yeah. <laughs> That's like seven months of feeling good without any problems. Well, I'm feeling pretty happy about it. Yeah. It's all thanks to Dr. Snow. Yeah. It's amazing protocol that's very helpful, right? Yeah. It's amazing that you've been healed of this, something a lot of people are saying you can't even be healed from, which is crazy. Well, this is about the end of our podcast here, but I wanted to ask you some questions and just give you a chance to talk about what your future looks like for you. And I know I've had some conversations with people online like, I'm wondering if you ever plan to do uh, a colonoscopy test again. Is is that something you would be interested in doing to show people, you know, or do you care? Do um, you feel like you need to prove that you've been healed? Or how do you feel about that when you think about doing another colonoscopy? Well, I could do a colonoscopy to see if I've been completely healed and see if Dr. Snow was right. Yeah. And to show, like, the before and after pictures. Right. With my ulcerative colitis, how I got better. What do you think it would look like if they did a colonoscopy right now? I think it would look clear. Yeah. There won't be any sores or ulcers. That's what I think, too. Or see any blood. Yeah. It'll just look clean and perfect. Pretty and pink, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, we're going to wait and see on that because we want to give Brett ultimate amount of time to heal. And, you know, just going through the process of doing a cleanse before a colonoscopy and the process of putting the camera in and everything all has the potential of causing damage which I don't want to expose Brett to right now, but that's possible maybe in the future. We have to keep looking at how he's doing. One thing that we can do is is something called a calprotectin test, and that's where you... you remember doing that, Brett? Yeah, I remember. That's <laughs> one of our favorites. What does that involve? It's a poop test, <laughs> and it's disgusting. Uh, yeah. It makes me sick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's basically it checks the inflammation in your stomach and it can be done through uh, what we call the poop test where you poop in a box and mail it off. But they can also do a blood test. And interestingly, when they do the blood test on Brad, it doesn't show that he's off that much. They're kind of like, eh, it's not so bad. It looks like you're all right. 
you know, and here he is bleeding and all his diarrhea. And the, you're like, the blood test looks okay. Uh, but when we do the poop test, um, that's when it comes back and they're like, you got a problem here, buddy. And uh, if you've done this before, there's different levels. And I think it goes up to 4,000. You have to check me on this. I don't know exactly, but it, I think it goes to 4,000. And they always come back and say, you're off the chart. Like, it, they don't measure past 4,000. And they just say, you're off the chart. And you're supposed to be down around in the 20s or something like that. So that is one test we could do. Uh, <laughs> would you be willing to do a calprotectin test? The poop um, test? I don't know. <laughs> it's quite revolting for me. You don't really like that. Samples. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, not your favorite thing. Well, maybe we will. It would be interesting. I think I think even your traditional medicine doctor would be interested in those results and like to see how you're doing. How about anything else in your future? What do you what do you want to keep doing or what's your plans now that you're feeling better? Well, I still enjoy waste management yeah. since I've been still doing a good job. And I feel like I want to do something fun later on in the future. Hang out with you guys at St. George. Oh. Visit with my grandparents. Soak in some vitamin D yeah. from the sun. Yeah. Or maybe maybe this summer visit Florida with you or whole family. Go check it out. Yeah. I've always loved Florida. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. This will be my first time. Yeah. Are you afraid of traveling or anything like that because of your ulcerative colitis, or do you feel like it's no problem at all now? I don't, I just think it's no problem at all now that I'm completely better. Yeah. You don't have to worry about where the toilets are. No. Anything along the road, like, pull over, pull over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what would you say to... Uh, Dr. Snow, if you could say anything to him right now. I just wanted to thank him for the supplements he gave me. Yeah. And the instructions that he gave me that I should get better with my stomach, what foods I should eat, what I should not eat. Yeah. He's... He really did help me a lot, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. I just want to take a second to tell him how grateful I am too. I mean, basically in my eyes saved your life, Brett, you know, it's, it's not immediate what you see. It's not like you were going to die immediately, but I feel like going through the surgeries and stuff like that, that you would have had to gone through would have shortened your life for sure. And now I don't, we don't even worry about that. We're talking about taking a vacation to Florida, right? Yeah. It's a whole different mindset and view on life. What would you, what would you like to say to the other doctors that are out there, and what would you tell them about the GI Cure protocol? What would you say to them? I just wanted to tell the doctors to take some advice from Doctor Snow, since he found a cure to help cure stomachs, uh -huh. especially ulcerative colitis, which I have. Right. Because the doctors, they should be flexible. They're supposed to work each other to help find a cure to 
help with patience. Yeah. Why do you think they're not working together? And I'm not sure why. Yeah. It's probably because they don't want to listen to him, or they probably think it's impossible, but it isn't. Since Dr. Snow, he just found the cure, and I've been feeling better so far. And you're kind of living proof that it can be cured, right? Yes. That's amazing. All right, um, how about, what would you say to other patients that are out there that are dealing with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's, any of this irritable bowel disease, or maybe somebody who has a kid that's got this, what advice would you give them? I would tell them, take the supplements from Dr. Snow, know the limits of what to eat, what not to eat, track them into your calendar. Yeah. Take it serious. Yes. Right. And, and is it possible for them to be feeling better? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so too. So I got one last question. The same question I ask you at the end of every podcast. Do you have gut hope? Yes, I do. All right. I love you, son. Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks. I love you. <laughs>